You're listening to the Words with KB podcast, a weekly podcast and web show where we handle thought-provoking, taboo conversations from the perspective of the traditional black male versus the modern black male. I'm joined by my co-host, Basic Logic, where he mostly just talks shit, but he also represents the traditional black male on the show. I'm your host, KB. Let's get into the episode. What's good, what's good, what's good? We are back. This is another episode with an literally amazing guest. Um, but of course, we got the usual crew in the building. Miles, two producer. We got Basic Logic, of course. But our guest today is the amazing Amanda. And we talk a lot about financials on this episode, but we really hone in on life insurance and this month is life insurance month week it's a time to think about your life insurance and you know what happens when you die it's going to happen if you know spoiler alert so i mean let's just jump into the episode it's, you'll, you'll see what's up Turn it up on your radio, get the app on your cell phone. Words with KB podcast, real shit they be touching on. Know you're mad cause them days long. Get your last while you can, dog. Words with KB podcast, listen in on your way home. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode Words with KB podcast, man. We got the usual suspects in the building. What up, Basic Logic? Yeah. We got the, uh, what was it, Miles? Super duper. I'm gonna fuck it up a lot. Was it super duper? I thought it was something else. It's like it's handy dandy, handy. handy dandy notebook. Handy dandy notebook. Super producer Miles. What's good, bro? What's going on? We'll <laughs> work gonna on it. that up every time. We'll work on it. <laughs> we got uh, uh, and a special guest. Uh, I guess we met like a couple months ago virtually. Do you say it's meet wins virtual? I don't even know what to say with that. Maybe. I don't know. But we got amazing Amanda in the building. What's good? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm sipping good, man. So let's uh start this episode, man. Let's, let's cheers it up. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody hydrated. But today we want to talk about us. Uh, it's a financial podcast. So if you don't care about money, you don't care about your future, if you don't care about your loved ones, you shouldn't listen to this episode. But if you do, this way you need to be. You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about stuff that's going to affect your loved ones and everything. You know what I'm saying? So, Amanda, I would love it if you could uh, introduce yourself officially so the people know who you are and what's up. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Amanda Carter. I'm actually uh, born and raised in Cali out here. Uh, so, what's <laughs> Um I absolutely am happy to be on the podcast. Thank you, KB. Yes, we did meet virtually um, a few months ago. Um, it was great. We actually met um, for some other stuff for my my company called Panoramic Solutions, which is a business strategy company where I help people really get organized and put their plans to paper and really help them expand on their vision. But another part of my business but it's on the financial side of, of things for families and individuals and business owners, right? You know, everybody talks about all this money that they want to make, but they don't necessarily know how to make it grow and work for them, or they don't necessarily know how to <laughs> to save it properly or use it in the best way. And we saw that a lot with COVID, right? It caught a lot of people off guard, and um, that's why I do what I do, you know. Hope it was an unfortunate year for a lot of people, and it just proves why it's so important and valuable to to talk about this stuff, right, and bring it back to the community. So we'll jump into a little bit more detail this conversation. Cool, 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 cool. Basically, you got any questions before we get going, bro? Oh no, you know this is one of them vibes where I'm probably just gonna soak it in. Some of my little <laughs> questions. 
you are on the show as well. I just want you to know you can jump in at any time you feel comfortable. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm ready to learn. All right. <laughs> but, well, let me ask both of y'all a general question. Like, I know I feel like COVID did make people like pay attention to their money and stuff because we was like sitting at home looking at shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, taxes. I mean, I don't know what I got my taxes like like a month ago. That shit was crazy. I was like, what? Bro, I was like, what the fuck it is? And I'm like, oh shit, my taxes just hit, bro. But we had a lot of time to sit and look at look at our money and uh, you know, personally we got a chance to look at our inner self and all that stuff. But like before COVID, why do y'all think people didn't really pay that much attention to their financials and you know, how that how that how that money looking? I never thought like nobody ever like tasked me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Take a hundred dollars and like actually see where the money trail goes. Hmm. Try it. You should try Damn. it because on the card, you know, swiping here, left and right, you know, we just out here like girls. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even really think of, I don't even really look at money as money like how I used to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's a bad part and a good part of that. Cause, so I look at money as this thing now. It's not, you know, it's it's not cash that we touch. It's, it's just this thing that we agreed is a thing, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And especially now it's moving digitally. It's like, you know, it, it I ain't going to say it, it lost its value, but it's just like, Oh, this thing is just this thing I can just spend money on, you know what I'm saying? Especially with like how they have all the apps and stuff. So you have really access to a lot of your money now that you didn't have back in the days. Like, do y'all feel like the apps have changed the game around like money and and access and how you use your money? What's up, base? I know yeah. you were you like anti apps or what what are you on apps? I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. anti I, I don't like cash apps. And you cash out this nigga, boy. Right. I don't do the cash out. Yeah, send this nigga a money order, bro. Yeah. Like, send me the money order, bro. I like this. Feel it. I mean, no, I still like to to pay for stuff in, in person. Like, I hate auto pay. I hate yeah. cash out. Like, because, like, like you said, you don't see where a lot of your money is going. So, with all these apps and, you know, uh, Netflix and Hulu's and all these automated payments every month. I would, you know, they have an app now that says, I don't know if y'all seen it, but it's like, remind me to cancel, like, all these oh, subscriptions. Subscription. You seen that? And I'm like, y'all got an app to make you cancel hey, a subscription, bro. like, to make all the, you know, oh, I got Hulu, but I ain't used Hulu in six months and Sling mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. When you really look at it, like, all you right, don't really I realize it. Tim, if you think about all the apps you have with Netflix, Hulu, HBO, uh, Sling, Google, YouTube, uh, Apple Music. You're mm-hmm. spending a hundred dollars on that every month. It's Damn, like, son, where <laughs> where'd it go? <laughs> so, is that somebody fire oh. alarm or is that the? I don't know. Is that a fire everybody alarm, Miles? Everybody okay? <laughs> I think it is. Please. <laughs> 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 Boy, make okay sure to leave the stream if you need to, sir. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. it was 
like when you see stuff like that, like you said, like you really don't know where your money going. So I, I like to every once in a while, I like to go to the ATM and actually get like, you know, three, four hundred dollars out just to see like, dang, this really ain't that much money and then see how quick it goes. Mm-hmm. But I think it really made me kind of because I know when COVID first hit, y'all remember we couldn't get get to the banks. A lot of the banks closed. Like mm-hmm. we were scared they was going to freeze people money. So it was like. Mm. Like, dang, if I can't get to the bank, that's all my money. I have nothing about that now. I have nothing of value. Yeah, I have nothing of value anymore. Can't go nowhere. If something happens with the credit cards, the 401k was messed up. Yeah, it was hurting. (laughs) You can't have things in place, and, and, and you know, like, like, you shouldn't have all your cash. Saving sitting under your mattress or anything like that, right? But you should have some. <laughs> but you should have some type of cash on hand at all times. Because yeah, in the case of like you know in California, we have earthquakes. That means everything's gonna get shut down if we have a earthquake. There's no ATM access. Nobody's gonna be sending money to your phone. You're gonna need some type of cash to make mm. some type of transaction, right? Mm. So you should always have some type of emergency cash stacked away, but not so much to where it's like all of your savings, right? Because mm. then it's not doing anything for you. You're just sitting yeah. there. So, um, but yeah, you'd be surprised. Where do you, where would you say most of your money is going when you're swiping? Is it subscriptions or would you say any? Um... I would say oh, food. No. I would say mm-hmm. food, but I, I, but also mm-hmm. I would say I, I try to do a smart. Like I try to tell my coworkers all the time because everybody kind of laughing me for bringing my lunch all the time. But really think about that. You spending people, you know, hype up Chick Fil A and all that stuff, but you spending ten, fifteen dollars a day on fast food, and most people that bring their lunch probably buying a breakfast or a coffee. You know, Starbucks getting. Five, six of your dollars every day. Right. Stopping at the gas station. So you, you spending about $20 on, on food every day mm. on fast food. Yeah. Mm. And that's a minimum. That's for people who eat like BS, like McDonald's and stuff. Mm. You go into Chick fil A and all that high end fast food or going to get sushi and public subs and all that stuff every day, you're probably spending even more. I just always challenge people, like, bro, like, look, save your receipts and look at them junks at the end of the week. Mm. You gotta be fiscally responsible because yeah. that's true. Like, that's another challenge for people, right? Like, just monitor your 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 eating something for the week. And you gonna shock yourself. You gonna be like, is that how much I'm actually spending on food? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> buying groceries and bringing your lunch, like. But the same price you would pay for going out to dinner, which you would say if you go out to dinner with two people, depending where it is, it's probably going to be between 60 and $100, right? Yeah, right? The same amount. Uh, dinner for two? 60 to $100. Uh, <laughs> I, I ain't going to agree to that, but yeah, yeah. It's going to be more than okay. that. More, okay. Let you you and you and you and Callie, you know how much you spend to go out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like that one person, one person. Yeah. Oh, well, okay, so mine is drinks and everything. Like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mine, I'm not talking about the drinks. That's a whole other. Okay. I'm gonna ask the fella to slide the check over to you one time so you can really look at it. It's <laughs> what you think it is. <laughs> <that> you t- <laughs> You like this ain't like $60. Like, it felt $60. Looked, she ain't looked at that receipt in a while. <laughs> you need to look at that thing. I'm not talking about high end. I'm talking about like a small. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Like, work, work okay, meals. That's fast. I mean, but I, I'll say my my problem with with all the finances, like I ain't I don't I don't like to pay attention to things. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I don't like all the monitoring and, and all that. And I got all I got mint, I got all the little apps that make it easy. But I still don't like just looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Like what what can you suggest for like people to at least like see, you know, how to how to ease the pain of monitoring your financials? That that's my pain point right there. Okay, 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 okay. So, you know, KB, you know this from the panoramic stuff we've done. Like, there's a visionary, there's a disability. That transfer is also on the financial part. There's a person who just wants to do what they do, and then there's the person who can help them make sure they stay in line. So, that's literally my skill. That's my number one thing. I love to do. I love helping people to stay in line being that support system for them so that they can go do what they want to do. But I'm in their ear, hey, just keep in mind this, this, and that, you know? Little, little fine Right, 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 right. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that, that, that's, that will be useful for me because it's like, I don't know, I just can't stand doing all that, you know what I'm saying? I kind of want, uh, I, I don't want it to be automatic, but I want it to be, you know, somebody who know more than me about it because I don't got the time to figure out like oh is my am I still do I still have the best policy or something like that you know what I'm saying like shopping around and stuff I ain't doing that I'm just keep keep with that thing and um, that's coming right like we, we talk about this all the time which is why we're even on this podcast right like it's just mm-hmm. not in the normal conversation however it's very very important and should be a part of conversation it doesn't have to be an everyday thing but it should be somewhere integrated in your life yeah, yeah, because I know when I was like, uh, I guess, I don't know, it was, last, it was last year when I started looking at like uh, life insurance for my mom. And she was, I don't know what, she got some kind of bug in the ear, which, I mean, it was a good thing that she was like, oh, y'all need to put some more life insurance out on me. I'm like, all right, because I, I did try to, I was trying to put my parents on life insurance for like, it was like, like three or four years ago. But people was like, that's weird. Like, what you mean that's weird? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what you, you hoping they die? So I'm like, I said, shit, we all going to die. You know what I'm saying? We might well get paid when that happened. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, let me get down. So I called my parents, asking them all these medical questions and stuff like that. And a lot of people was like, well, you doing too much and shit. I'm like, bro, like, why? And I, I say that to say, like, why do you think, like, People are so like uptight about life insurance. Is, is it the death part about it? Like, oh, niggas got to die and shit. Like, that is that why people are so anti? Let's talk about life insurance. Like, people are scared. People are afraid to talk about life insurance. Right. So, like, to your point, we all are gonna pass this point, right? There's only two things guaranteed in life: taxes and death. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. So it's gonna happen, right? But when it comes to talking about life. I think people are afraid to chat about it because it's reality that they don't necessarily want to put in their brain, right? Um, with parents specifically, like they want mom and dad there for life. Like, so why, mm-hmm. why even start having that image of possibility that they're not? There, you know? So it's a it's a dark conversation. However, mm-hmm. the very important topic, and you're you're on the right path of thinking like, okay, well, with my parents. They should have some type of coverage because what people don't realize if they pass and they have debts or they have anything unfinished, that's gonna fall back on either their kids, you as their spouse, you as their partner, whatever the case may be. Hey, that's kind of fucked up though. It, it it's terrible. Yeah, that shouldn't <laughs> fall on me. Like that's your debt. That's go after that somebody else. <laughs> it ain't cool. Uh, right. <laughs> Shitty situation. Yeah, it's the truth. It, I mean, it just is what it is. So, like, if their house wasn't paid off, that's falling on the kids. You know, mm. like they didn't yeah, that have it. That's falling on the kids. So, not only are you know, God forbid, they pass or whatever, you're trying to grieve their passing and like they're suffering that loss. But now you have to now worry about the financial of where they left their situation, mm. while also trying to figure out. How much does it cost to put them to rest properly and all the services and everything that goes into it? 
So you don't even have time to really be in the moment of like yeah. remembering. You know? Yeah. 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 And I get I guess there's a lot of businesses out there that uh you know they 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 make money around times where people are vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? Like uh and, and stuff like that where you you maybe you shouldn't be making a lot of decisions like that because you know you you grieving, you know what I'm saying? It's just not the best time to make decisions, but at that time, you know, that's when you got to do it. You got to decide if you're going to pay 20,000 for the casket. Or you're gonna pay five thousand for the cash, you know, whatever the I don't know casket prices, so don't uh don't uh quote me here. And we minimum, definitely forgot minimum ten bands. Bro, you a lie. What? No uh, minimum. Bro, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, that's, ba- that's basic looking, basic looking casket. Now put it in the dirt. Shoot the tomb. Tomb tomb tombstone too. No. That, that's just the box that you don't see, and I, and I didn't know that it cost to cremate people either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it like, like three k, I think. I like, I think like three k. Yeah, I don't know why you thought the box wasn't that much. It cost that much to just you know. I mean, the urn be looking like like the urn look like this a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like they turn me into something like this, and I like smoke come out of like hey, I rock with that. You know. But then they got a thing where they they can turn you into a tree too. Like you, they have, they have, I guess somehow they grind you up and then like they plant a seed or whatever, and they got your essence and everything. So I like damn, uh-huh. turn me into a tree, my nigga. Like damn, they go, you know, Granddaddy KB out there. You know what I'm saying? I like that. No, but, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, so um. Yeah, I know when I was uh going through all that and trying to, you know, figure out life insurance, you know, talking to my homeboys, like, hey, what you doing for your parents? And they're like, I don't know. They got their own insurance, you know, like, and I don't think people understand it's life insurance, you know what I'm saying? Because people just think they see some document when they start working at a job that say, you know, term life insurance. Oh, and, and before I go into all this. I forgot to do this at the beginning. We need to put some kind of disclaimer out here. This is not a blah, 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 blah. Basically, this ain't legal advice. This is not that. You know what I'm saying? This is our personal experiences, and that's pretty much it. So don't, uh, you know, go research this yourself and handle that, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so it was like, you know, I think people think that life insurance is, expensive and it doesn't have to be you know what i'm saying if you're getting like term life insurance or, or something like that especially if the person is younger or something like that you know you're talking about you know 20 dollars or less a month sometimes you know what i'm saying depending on term and the health of the person you know so i i think like you know people just be thinking it's stupid expensive and it's not and you know what i'm saying unless you're trying to get them million dollar life insurance policy with ain't nothing wrong with those but but white folk being, you know, that hey, you gotta teach me that now. You gotta so, teach so me the, that. So the whole point of why we've been chatting about this because September is actually Life Insurance Awareness mm. Month. So it's very important that you know, for me personally, to really bring light to it that there are different avenues that you take to term as part of this district that. There's different type of vehicles. It's not a one one size fit all type of thing. You know, um, as far as a million dollar policy, it's not as expensive as people think. Like now, if you're <clears throat> trying to get a million dollars and like have something where it's like accumulating wealth and using that tax shelter, a tax advantage account, then yes, you're gonna be paying a different price versus something that's like a term, where it's just like, okay, I have a million dollars coming down from it. I got my kids, my family is taken care of, right? Um, so there are definitely different ways to approach it. But when you think about something um, that can grow as a tax advantage vehicle, you can get something that goes like $185. Mm. You break down to that Starbucks cost, which is something totally doable and affordable. Um, if you can afford to get a Carmel pumpkin box 
Basically, what you got in response to that, bro? I feel like you soaking right now. How you feeling? No, um, I, you know, I, I would like to, because you know, this is something. Unfortunately, that our people, we know, we, we just don't, we don't plan. We like to do a lot of hoping and, and praying and wishing, and then when something bad happens, it's oh Lord, let me. The new thing now is still not planning. It's, it's sad to see. I hate to see when somebody passes and someone has to start a GoFundMe to bury somebody people don't understand like how sad i guess to not sound bad but that's it's sad to see that you know that that you don't even you know that you gotta wait you know uh two weeks to bury your grandma because you don't have the money and they didn't have no mm-hmm. insurance um, they saying the same thing with aj johnson his family said they ain't got no money to bury But I guess, and I guess another thing I think about when I'm like life insurance, like what's the difficulties around, I mean, uh, financial conversation specifically around life insurance is, you know, you got to, most people don't have a will in place. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a will. You know what I'm saying? So if, you know, okay, you got the life insurance policy, you know, and well, I guess when you sign up for that policy, they're going to ask you for your beneficiary. Beneficiaries. <laughs> I had a goddamn boy. I like boy halfway through. I was like, "Am I missing some syllables?" Goddamn in the middle. But but yeah. So you got to goddamn set your beneficiaries, but you don't have no will. You know what I'm saying? So all that money comes in. They're gonna split it up. But if you do have some type of assets, you need to have a will because. I mean, I hate to say it, but most people kids be fucking up the money after they after they pass away. They fuck up the money. They like can't can't agree to nothing, and then they they get a house, and then they sell a house because they don't want to deal with with the shit. You know, I've seen that multiple times across multiple families where the shit happened, shit hit the fan, and they don't know how to handle that. So, like, what what can we do to like? I don't even know what that's called, like the aftermath of a financial, uh, you know, a financial event. Like, how can we, like, prepare for that? Boom, I hit that shit. I don't even know how, where that came from. So, yes, you, you hit it actually right on the head. You know, it comes down to, like, a will and trust in place, right? You do have assets. It's not necessarily something like you don't have, like, a house and, like, things to, like, protect. You don't necessarily need it right away. But if you have, like, for example, grandma, mm-hmm. grandma should have a will in place, right? Especially or mom and dad when it comes to them having kids, because what you see oftentimes is like kids start to fighting, and if it's not specified in there which kid gets what, what's happening, where things are being divvied up, stuff gets caught in probate. So now the court courts are involved in dictating. Yeah. You know, the worst thing to happen 
it's one thing to fight amongst each other, but then we start fighting a court and the state who doesn't know anything and really can give two shits about your fault, yeah. <laughs> now what, you know, like you get ugly really fast. It's yeah, yeah. not handled properly. Yeah, um, I feel like most time black folk end up in court. We lose. You know, black people lose. Somebody gonna win, but we all lose most of the time right now. Oh. <laughs> all right, Miles. All right, Miles. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Miles. You <laughs> got it. You <laughs> got it. Okay. But yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if, I don't know how you get people ready to have those conversations. Like, that's, you know, you sitting around Thanksgiving, like, hey, I want to talk about death. Like, you know, how old are you, Grandma, again? Like, just starting that conversation, I'm like, Dude, I, don't, I don't even know. How. Like, I'm just I'm just the type of person that I would talk about it. But I don't know if everybody is like that. You have right. to remove some emotion. I mean, to have a conversation, yeah, you need to, you know, go through the grieving in your head and all that. Just to have that conversation. Have you uh, basically have you ever had like a that that type of conversation talking about death and stuff like that in in your family or any, or heard or any anybody talking about it? I mean, yeah, um, I, I think you know because my sister um, is actually one that kind of pressed that, so I know she'll love to hear this this episode because um, she worked in when she was she actually just moved back from Cali, but she worked um, for a really um, really popular, you know, hospice uh, facility mm. that was out there in mm. Cali. So she, she saw that. So I know that that brought her, you know, to to bring those type of conversations to, to us. And, my, you know, my mom has a will and all that stuff. I didn't really, I don't really like talking about it. I don't think anybody does. It's one of those difficult conversations, you know, um, that you just, you have to have, you know, and it, it sucks. But it's better to have the conversation and plan I mean, can you imagine how many African American women and and men have have died early? You know, and not just the celebrities. I'm talking about regular folks. Can you imagine if just they had simple, you know, policies? Not even. I'm not talking about no million dollars. Just something twenty, thirty thousand that you know you can get. You know, maybe take care of the funeral or have, and then get the other half to the kid or grandkids so they can start into their business or having some type of head start. You know, so that's that's a way that we can, you know, we can have a a head start somehow. Um, I, uh, Amanda, I would like you to break down because I know they're the two um, they're two types of life insurance, right? It's like term and what's the other one? Yeah, permanent. Yeah. yeah, can you can you break those down for us? Absolutely. So, what term means is is literally what the phrase is for a specific amount of time, ten years, fifteen, twenty, thirty years, right? So, those are often designed for either younger people who are just coming out of college who want to put something together, and it's you know it's very affordable. To make sure they just have some type of coverage for God forbid anything happens, right? And they're also designed for people to either like supplement in case they don't want to get into something super committed. It just covers the term of your life until you make the decision to jump into something a little more permanent, right? That will last you until the end of your day. So when it comes to permanent, permanent um, policies are usually, you know, something that's growing accumulating value while you actually have it. They have a lot more um, perks to them. So um, it's funny that you think of your sister who actually you know works in the hospital space. I did want to highlight this thing called long-term care. Are you guys familiar with long-term care? And how it works? It's what? old folks' home work, right? <laughs> it, oh, it's not old folks' home, but <laughs> it has to do with it somewhat. So Long-term care means that if you're not able to take care of yourself and feed yourself, feed yourself, walk, you know, the basic necessities of life, there's this thing called long-term care that will come in and help you 
either pay for assistance or pay, you know, offset your income because obviously you can't go to work. So there's different benefits to it, right? And I bring it up because, and you can research this, the state of Washington, they're actually implementing a tax on people that if they didn't have their own long-term care policy by now, the state is requiring them to pay a tax into getting um, a home. So okay. they're forcing they're people gonna, to take care of themselves. Well, yes, they're forcing people to pay into it because the state is so expensive, it's falling back on the state, right? So mm. if you didn't have anything in place, so now you are going to be taxed for not having your own policy. And mm. this is Washington State, so you know it's only a matter of time before this travels down to the other states. So I'm really bringing this topic up now because you don't need an extra tax. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? Why pay extra and 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 probably more and get less? You could just get your own coverage and do your own thing and have it work for you in a whole different way, right? And be bundled in with a different type of setup. So, um, very important that you know we can talk on long-term care forever, but we can you can always reach out to more information on that. But definitely start thinking about stuff like that. People think like, oh, just old folks. Like, no, like think about what it is God forbid someone got hit by a car tomorrow. Can't do anything. Right. How you gonna go to work? Yeah, you're all bandaged up. Where are you gonna get an income from now? And your job. Unfortunately, you know, jobs these days, they care, but they don't care. You know, everybody's replaceable at work. You ain't never lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, how are you going to make a living? You know, you're yeah. backing up all these bills and you're stressing on trying to heal. Like, come on, you know? So, yeah. that's where permanent policies really are designed to work great. On top of the fact that they also have certain permanent policies where they are, um, Great for living benefits, that being one of them, but also it could be your own cash ATM start accumulating wealth to where you can start pulling from your policy tax free to do what you want to do, like buy a house, travel, whatever the case may be. Um, so you can actually use it in your event. It's not all about death on the side. And I think that's the, the myth in the community, our community specifically. People think life insurance is about death. There's a lot of living perks to it. If it's designed the proper way. Is that a good enough definition, baby? No, she was spitting. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, but I mean, it is important to understand the the distinction between the two. So, Uh, yeah, you need that one. Uh, Basically, you got any other questions, man? Why you you was already at it? Nah, I was, you know, like I said, it's uh, now, are, so would you be the person to help set up policies or are you just there to kind of spark that and have that difficult conversation and then move somebody over to somebody who set them up? No, I'm actually licensed to help someone sit down, put together a plan, design their
I offer complimentary financial needs analysis. So what that means is I sit with you, we actually look at where you're holding, look at what you're trying to do, and then I give you recommendations. It's just a conversation. It's literally just starting the conversation. Yeah, make it personal. And I know people, you know, especially our community, they don't like talking about their situation. But it's like going to the doctor's office. Nobody can help you if you don't talk and open it up, right? Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't properly adjust you if you're not telling me what's really going on. So everything's confidential. You know, and we're fully regulated. Basically, what you what you think? Did you what did you hear from that? I want to make sure. What did I hear? I want to make sure. I want to make. No, I want to make sure. Okay, I want to. I want to make sure. I want to make sure the listeners got that. You know what I'm saying? Like because I heard it the first time, I didn't really understand. That's why I want to make sure that the listeners understand what the value. The value you about to get with that, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> okay. No, so you you basically broke down the like you said that you you have to plan. You want to make sure you know basically that you have enough money squared away so when you do retire that you're able to to live comfortably and live really at all and still be able to get your needs met. So you meet with someone like you. Which to me, it seems like almost like a a financial advisor or financial planning, but like another form, um, just to make sure that you know we're investing correctly in our four hundred one k. We have the the proper um, policies in place, and I don't like I said, I don't, I'm not going to sit up here and lie. Like I know about all that stuff. I kind of put my money in my four hundred one k, put my money in the savings, you know, do the the whole stocks and, and stuff, but. I don't really, I'm like Kelvin, like, I don't really like looking at it too much. You know, I kind of just want to, all right, just need to go here and here, just make it build. And I feel like that's most people, uh, you know, people don't want to necessarily look at that every day, but you got to get those plans and practices in place. And, and what you were basically saying is, it's no, it's, it's never too early to start doing it. It is definitely a lot of information that is far too much to talk about in one setting, right? Because there's so many different parts. But, yeah, in a nutshell, it is planning, proper planning across the board, right? Proper planning, looking at what protection do you have in place? What type of, you know, nest egg savings plan do you have in place? Just that, address that. What type of retirement setup? And what's your trajectory, trajectory as of right now? <laughs> um, as of right now, where you're at right now, where you want, you know? Because the sooner you can catch something and make an adjustment, the better, right? So it's just a, a dynamic, comprehensive planning session about where you're at. It's not a one-time conversation. This is not like I'm here to sit with you one time, tell you what it is, and we never talk to you.
It is. It is. It is. What I think. Uh, we call that a wrap. Uh, I want to go into the closing session. We're just going to go around the room. Everybody get their little points in. And we're going to end with amazing Amanda. Uh, but we're going to start off with basic logic. What's good, bro? No, I don't, I don't really have too many more points. Uh, like I said, we could definitely, I mean, anything dealing with finances, uh, I feel like our community, we're trying to learn so much because we're behind. I, I feel like other cultures, you know, knew about this at birth. They, you know, they teach their kids these type of things and we're we're still learning as you know you know middle-aged adults you know learning this so um amanda before you got off I, I don't know if we got a chance to really get into it but if you could you know before you drop all the socials and everything can you tell us a little bit on how you got into this field and what made you want to get into it absolutely so coming out of high school or like at a very early age my mission was to be in the music industry so I was very aggressive with that goal. Like from the age of 16, I got, you know, I was going to PT promotions, working with artists, you know, in college, I was leaving school to go to the studio, go events, go on stuff. I started working at MySpace, doing artist relations. Like I was living my life, having so much fun, working around all these artists on shows. And all I heard all the time was money. And like my job was to make these artists look like they have money. You know, I was like, I want to make money. But I never really knew how it worked. I never really knew that the money can really work. I never really knew the, the fundamentals of it, right? So while I'm over here making these artists look like they got all the money and knowing their real kind of story scene, like going home back to their, you know, situation, I was like, I got to learn something because I really want to educate these people, like, they look like me. We're the same people. We come from the same background. You know, I went to college. I didn't learn this stuff. I went to high school. I didn't learn this stuff. So let me take it upon myself to really learn about it, you know, so I could be in the game. Because the more I know about it, the more I can offer it to somebody else and really be able to assist them and help them. So I was approached by a friend of mine who said, hey, I'm a part of this company. You know, we train. We'll teach you everything. And um, it's all about these financial concepts. So I was like, I'm okay, cool. Because I also want to look at my finances. So they stopped with me the same way as the people now. And I just fell in love with it and like did my own research and have been learning, learning, learning everything. Like it's a constant learning thing, you know? So that's really how I landed into this. I tell people all the time, it's not like I was in high school and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do grow up. Like, no. But it's something like, it's something about it and there's such a because I know I wasn't taught and I didn't see it in my community. My parents, my family wasn't talking about this. My friends' family wasn't talking about this. You know, I, I took it upon myself. Like, this is a way to give back to the community. You know? Like, um, I went to Catholic College. I don't know if anybody knows who that is on this call, but it's, uh, it's, we were 3.5%. that We were the minority. And so the majority of other people, this was in their conversation. This was at their family chat at the dinner table. You know, this was normal for them. And I wasn't exposed to it until. So, me to make this now a part of my legacy and to pass it on to other people to be about a part of their legacy, that's important to me. You know, this should be talked about. And, the, and we see it now a lot since COVID. A lot of our, our people are talking about investment, generational wealth, which is amazing, right? And there's just more than one way to get there. So, my thoughts Yeah, I mean, and, and you hit it. I, I go into my 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 getting out of here speak. But yeah, man, I I, I mean, it was a, it was a lot of wealth on this wealth of information on this call, and you know, we kept it pretty high level, so you know, everybody can understand it. Because you usually that's the biggest thing. People feel like they can't understand it, and they just Oh, I just ain't gonna pay attention to it. Cause I mean, when they throw them paperwork at me, it's a lot of words, bro. I'm like, uh, where do I sign? You know, so, uh, I mean, that's how it is. So I just want to challenge the listeners out there to have at least one conversation about life insurance with, you know, a family member, a friend, or something like that. Have a conversation, get the wheel spinning, you know, and, you know, maybe look a little further, reach out to amazing Amanda, you know, Basic lies, you need to goddamn see what's up, and and you know. Well, so I you will. Can, 
You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that, that's what it is. I got a session next week. Um, so I can figure out what the hell I got going on. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's that's all I want to encourage people to have that conversation about life insurance uh, with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to start that tough conversation. If you have one tough conversation, you have two tough conversations. So let's get that thing going. But uh, I'm going to leave the last word with our guests. And make sure you don't forget to put them socials out there uh, before you leave. You have the floor, ma'am. You can find me. You can find me on Instagram and pretty much anywhere under at that Mandy at T H A T S M A N I. So it is uh, synchronized across the board. So go ahead and you can find me on Instagram mainly. Um, I post a lot of information on there. Cool, cool. I appreciate y'all tuning in again, man. That's the episode done. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace. All right, people. That's a wrap on another episode. Uh, again, Words of KB Podcast is a part of Happy Accidents Media. Uh, make sure rock with happy accidents media on instagram or you check out the website facebook crazy at the facebook group happy accidents society that's a society of happy accidents if you didn't know so um let me get out of here um got some crazy exciting stuff coming live podcast coming at backyard homecoming october 16th in the atlanta metro area if you're trying to come meet us in person vibe with us uh, that is the place. So uh, that'll be October 16th again in the Metro Atlanta area. So uh, DM hit us up if you're trying to get the details. But all right, this is getting to be a little long. So peace.